Hi, and welcome to Real Trail Talk. I am Donovan D'Souza from The Long Ways Better. And I'm Mark Pybus from The Life of Pi. Welcome to episode 68. We have a podcast that we kind of forgot about for a while there. <laughs> yeah, so people who are listening to us in real time will have noticed there's been a bit of a gap because we've both been out doing things. Yeah, a huge gap actually. It's been like six weeks, a month maybe? Yeah, probably six, maybe more even. I don't know. It's... No, because I've been away for six. Oh, I was away six weeks ago starting, so... yeah two months yeah maybe (laughs) but i mean i think we did have a bit of a disrupted year because the plan this year had been to do a two 10 episode half seasons and have a gap Mm. but then because of covid we just kind of kept recording when we came back after that break yeah so you know the hiking season is what it is you've got to get out there and do stuff and we certainly both have gotten out to Mm. do stuff well, in your in your case, it's trail season because it's mountain That's biking. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess mine. What I did was probably a bit smaller than Mark's, but I finished <laughs> the Mundabidi. You stretched uh, yours over as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I tried to give myself, you know, a lot of weekends of adventure. So, uh, that was what I just did recently. You know, I was putting away the weekends and got the final ride in as well. So, you know, pretty pretty happy to have finished that but then also you know i see people out again and i'm wishing i was out <laughs> yeah although now that the weather started to turn i'm kind of like yeah i'm happy i got that out of my system and i can kind of just chill yeah. for a while so we're here today uh as a you know coming back into it to talk about mark's very long trip that he went on this over this uh springtime um what do we call it um, I just called it my spring trip. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so it's kind of like me responding to a whole lot of previous episodes and then expanding on the one that we did where we picked out our two-week ideal road trip. So Yeah, because you did more than two weeks, didn't you? Yeah, it was meant to be three and a half weeks straight. And then as we'll talk about a bit later, that didn't quite happen. Mm. So I ended up coming home and then heading back out again. But three and a half weeks all up. Um, off work cool so the first thing that you really did was the and this was I guess the centerpiece of it even though it was at the start was the cape to cape yes and I guess here, here's your chance to have a bit, a bit of a rebuttal <laughs> you know in, in, in other ones you've sort of um, you know cor- corrected and I say it in inverted commas my own view if I hated a, a section of the yeah. Bibbleman uh, but you know I love the cape to cape so I'd be really interested to hear what you thought of the cape to cape um, to be honest, I'm not going to correct anything. <laughs> um, it is, it's a track that I knew was going to be amazing because I'd already done half of it. So doing the northern half um, based on what you and Eric had said in the podcast was going to be even better than the southern half. And it lived up to it. And that's also the half that I got the better weather in. So mm. can't complain with that at all. Um, yeah, it's just perfect this time of year or mid-September when I did it you got the wildflowers um, you're meant to be having the whales <laughs> migrating but I didn't see any you've got all of those cliffs and granite and in and out of the bays and the beaches it's just an idyllic walk mm. and I'd say that stretch is infinitely better than anything you get on the bib coastal sections the the northern half of it or the whole thing or? the whole thing is yeah yeah you're so much more connected with the coast and although it has the dune bashing element that I don't like 
you're never really too far away from something different. Mm. So I kind of, I think it's a lot better in that regard. And then you add in the fact that you're in a town every day and a half or half day in a in the northern section and it just kind of, I don't know, it just makes it feel more like a holiday. Yeah, awesome. Mm. So any bits that you really liked, any bits that you really didn't like? Because I know, I know you had some negative experiences as <laughs> oh, well yeah. as positive. <laughs> well, that was all weather related. So I can't actually fault the track um, to say that there was a bit that I really hated. The worst of it was probably, there's a five kilometer stretch heading towards Quinnup Beach where it was just four wheel drive bashing and maybe day one a little bit because the view doesn't really change once mm. you get past Canal Rocks. But apart from that, just days two and three were just beyond epic. Mm. Um, because of the incoming weather, I actually turned day three from 20Ks into 30Ks and got into Preveli. Mm. And that was amazing. Just after I decided to, to leg it, it was just enjoy everything at a more increased pace. And then I got into Preveli, across the Margaret River, River Mouth. As the sun was setting, it was just epic. Mm. Um, but yeah, just it's hard really to pinpoint one area that I would say is the best. But then moving on to the <laughs> not the negatives, but the the weather experience I had. So from day four onwards, it was windy and rainy and stormy, and that did not make any of the beach walking pleasant at all. Mm. And even like the forest section, which I absolutely loved, it was always in the back of my mind: you're going to reach the coast. It's 60 80 kilometer hour winds that you can sort of feel in the forest it's going to be a lot worse out there yep and like the the stretch heading into contos i was like i know this is an amazing area i really want to savor it but i went anytime i went near the cliffs you would just be buffeted by these really strong winds and going into that day everyone that was in the area they'd seen on instagram or facebook had said that they got hailed on so i must have been really lucky to miss that <laughs> yeah because um, it was just, yeah, really strong winds and the occasional sideways shower. Mm. And then the, the next day. <laughs> so heading into Hamlin um, Bay, that was just probably the one of the most unpleasant hiking experiences I've had, that six or seven kilometre beach section. Because mm. it was all washed out. I had to go into the dunes occasionally and it was just wind in your face the whole time and then frequent showers so I, I mean I still took a, a fair few photos but it's just you couldn't really enjoy it it was just a case of slogging it out mm. and um, luckily there was a spare cabin that I could upgrade myself into <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we did actually we we upgraded to a cabin at the last yeah. minute um, yes I guess that's one of the things that you you can't really count on is how the weather you know the, the track intrinsically has its values and it's not values mm. and then there's those extra things that add that overlay that can make or break a day because like Alyssa and I love that that beach walk we thought it was quite good mm. um, but I can imagine if you didn't have any beach and you had to walk up into the dunes that would have been terrible yeah well luckily I had a couple of ladies I'd caught them oh, maybe two two and a half k's to go into Hamlin Beach and they were just doing a day walk or doing the whole thing in day walks and I could see them in the distance and they were like, they're my marker. Mm. Like, right, if I keep going, I'm getting close, I'm getting closer. And then they stopped for a break in the dunes, joined them, said hello, and then headed off. But it was just, yeah, put your head down, just get it done. 
Mm. But yeah, I mean, the last time I did it six, seven years ago, that was a pristine day. Like the beach was hard, the sun was out, it was warm. Mm. Couldn't have had like the most polar opposite day. Mm. And what season of the year did you do that? That was October, so a month later than what I did it now. Which I think is, that can make a big difference. I think September, you still get the unsettled weather, but it's normally cooler, whereas Mm. October can be sometimes too hot. Yeah, I think there's definitely, I don't know, the last few years where you kind of think getting into like August, you're like, oh, it's going to fine up now. And then it just like plunges into winter conditions, Mm. which is what I got um, Yeah, for the last few days. And then actually most of the, <laughs> the, of the, the end of the trip. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Cape to Cape, I, I, honestly, I can't complain at all about it. It's an amazing experience. And I think if you enjoy the bib, you'll enjoy the Cape to Cape even more. Yeah. Well, we had one of our friends who, you know, we've been trying to convince to do it for a while. And he also did his, I think, a couple of weeks after you. Yeah. And he left it again. I kept asking him, oh, can you tell, tell me what you thought? And he mm. said, yeah, he loved it as well. Mm. Um, and I mean... I think our our friend who he's more hikes for I guess for different reasons not necessarily for the scenery but he was like the scenery was a really lovely bonus for him yeah and I guess the one thing I kind of mentioned in my first post about the Cape to Cape that's so unique in WA is not only is it pretty high compared to like normally when you're in Perth it's a flat land and you get the hills whereas the Cape is literally a ridge going up and down Mm. and most of it is national park which is weird considering our love for land clearing and building our coastal estates and everything that like you occasionally see a house but for the most part it's cape naturalist lewin national park yeah i was just amazed at that like you could be walking right near a town and until you actually got into town it felt quite wild yeah so i think that's it's got a lot going for it and I kind of see why they want to turn that into like a luxury let's build lodges along the way kind of experience yeah I think it's it's got the potential for it and I guess one of the things that I, I think you might agree I know I, I know that our friend who did it as well agreed that it's harder than the bib in some ways and you know we were just talking today on a different topic of like some people i guess because it's a week-long trip people see it as oh this is a nice neat trip to do but in Mm. some ways you're better off doing a section of the bib first than the cape to cape yeah i think mentally it's tougher than physically and i say that having hiked quite often for the last few years Mm. but i mean i hadn't taken an overnight trip this year Mm. and i thought i was going to be ruined by day two but my body just kept getting better and better it's just the mentality of slogging it out on sand and dunes and everything um it's it's a lot tougher than i expected Mm. but it also is super rewarding as well when you get around the corner and there's a new view there's like waves down below there's like jagged limestone or you know orange granite it's it's rewarding yeah awesome so i guess you know, beyond that, you you had an extra amount of time because was was the plan originally just to do that, and then it became a- yeah. So I mean, it had it been like a, a normal year, I think I wouldn't have had this much leave because we were going to take a week and a bit to do something in June that we had to cancel. Mm. I know I probably would have taken a week somewhere else to do something. Um, so I decided in the end I hadn't taken a holiday or more than a couple of days off since Christmas. So I was like, I'll just 
planned this epic road trip and if, we've, if you've listened to an episode in the past where I've talked about these, they kind of, they don't really work out <laughs> as, <laughs> as I planned them. Um, but this one was the most ambitious one I'd undertaken. It was, just, it was a case of, here's a whole load of trails I want to do. Mm. Let's see how many I can tick off the list. So after Cape to Cape, what did you move on to? Uh, a bit of family time actually in Bunbury. So I mm. owed my nephew a kind of a, a birthday day. Okay. Um, he's only two. So we went and um, went to one of those play group um, centers you can do. And he tied me out there and then we went to a park and it's kind of like a, a chill wind down from the Cape to Cape. Yeah. And then Karis came down and joined us for a few days and we went to Nanup and Bridgetown and Bailing Up and did a big loop. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. It was meant to do the wildflower walk near Nanup, but no one else was really up for it, so <laughs> I didn't push it. Yep. And then we just had a chill day in Bunbury, um, myself and Karis, and went to a few things and then it was time to leave um, onto the next bit, which was down mm. to Walpole for a couple of nights. Cool. So what did you end up doing around there? Because I know you had you had a few different plans and it yeah. changed a bit. So I was trying to be as fluid as possible. And the good thing about camping in some of these campsites you don't need to book is if you don't want to, you can move elsewhere or find something else to do. So mm. I just booked into the – it's not the YHA anymore. It's They've abandoned that. But Tingle All Over. Yeah, I was going to say Tingle All Over, which is a great name for – you know, it's a bit of a questionable name for a backpacker. Yeah. Um, so I'd stayed there a couple of times last year doing um, completing my sectional end-to-end of the bib. So mm-hmm. it's quite a nice place, and it's really cheap for what it is. Um, but on the way down there, I decided there's one walk that I've always wanted to do at Boyot Brook. But Boyot Brook is it's inland from Bridgetown and it's kind of an annoyance to get to if you're in that kind of area just to do one hike. Because mm. I'd seen photos of this old wooden railway bridge called Skeleton Bridge. And I was like, there's a hike I know goes out there. I'll see what it's like. And I mean, the hike's not super thrilling, mm. but it's so cool to be able to see Skeleton Bridge because it's this big wooden um, old railway bridge that's now abandoned. You can't actually walk on it. But it crosses the Blackwood River and it is pretty cool to see up close. And having not seen Long Gully Bridge on the Bullman crossing mm. the Murray, I think this is roughly the same. It is a curved bridge. Okay. And it looks cool because it's got the greenery growing on the top and it's kind of been taken over. So That's awesome. Yeah. That was a, a tick. And Boyot Brook's actually quite a nice town. It's just out of the way a little bit. Yep. And yeah, that was actually a, a cool drive out there because uh, I was on autopilot and I was like, I'm going to Nanup for some reason um, instead of heading on Long Southwest Highway. <laughs> so I ended up cutting in and we um, I went past where we rode on the Mundabidi um, yep. going from Donnybrook to, to Nanup. So that was cool. Like, oh, I've been there, there and there. Yeah. And then from Donnybrook, it was out towards like Mumbleup, Noggerup. Um, that area, so yep. crossing the bib that had been a couple of years earlier. It was just nice just to see those familiar locations. I think Boy Up, I've never been there, but I know it from like street signs where they're like Boy Up to some other place road. Yeah, you know? it's. I think it's the way you'd cut in maybe if you're coming from Albany okay. to the Bunbury area, but yeah, again, not like a popular tourist spot just because of its location mm. and then i doubled back and did the bridgetown river walk because i oh, always yeah. wanted to do that one um starts pretty close to town on the river and you just walk along and back and it's it was really cool um mm. 
and then just to break up the day, stopped there and then onto Walpole. So it stopped in at Mount Franklin as well because mm-hmm. I wanted to get shots of that new stainless steel um, walkway. Yep. And also look at the wilderness lookout. <laughs> yep, look that at. we both never did previously for yeah, some reason. So we've both done that in 2020. <laughs> yep. Um, but light was really, really fading there, so I didn't really get too many good shots. Mm. And then as I got to the summit, it started to rain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was kind of spooky as well because I was the only one there. And then, yeah, onto Walpole, and that was the end of that day. Mm. And then this was my fluid day. So it was meant to be stormy from about 9 o'clock in the morning onwards. So the plan was to do the Nate's Wilderness hike. Now, originally I was going to camp out there, but it was going to be storms from like midday onwards. Yeah. I didn't want to be at a coastal section and not really enjoy it. I just would have been in my tent for most of the day. Especially since that campsite's pretty wild. I think it would have been pretty depressing to yeah. find yourself out there. Because my original plan in my head was I would get there, set up camp, go up to Mount Hopkins and the other bays at Aldridge or Thompson Cove. There's, they're both, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll do one's them. just there and one's the other side, yeah. Find a nice spot on the beach or near the rocks and just read my book in the sunshine. Mm. And I was like, it's not happening. <laughs> it's going to be raining. So then I changed my plans once I knew the weather. I was just going to do it as a day hike out and back. But then when it said from 9 o'clock onwards, I was like, nah, I'll, I'll go and do other things. So I went out to Mount Pindurup, which I'd done on the bib, and that was a really nice day walk. And then in the tingle all over, there was a little like walks of Walpole. And I noticed there was a dot right near Mount Pindurup, which is Mount Burnett. So I saw the sign, which is literally just like it's a street sign saying Mount Burnett. Yeah. Didn't expect anything to be there, but there's a one kilometer walk trail that goes up and around a little granite dome there. And it's all like full DBCA info boards and fairly brand new markings. I was like, That was pretty cool. Hmm. And then actually getting out onto it, it was just so epic with all the wildflowers. Like literally every corner would be like, oh, there's a new one, there's a new one. And lots of spider orchids, some donkey orchids. And I was like, how does no one, like why is the sign terrible and no one visits there? Because I've driven past it many, many times and it's been like, oh yeah, I'll check that out sometime. Mm. But it's just, you know, the sign is so bad that you just don't expect very much of it. It just looks like a rest stop. Yeah. Um, same with Mount Pindurup, and that's a really cool spot if you've been there on the bib. Yep. But to do it as a day walk, it's it's nothing, and you get those awesome views and the the carry forest as well. It's just odd mm. that they spend that money on the signage and then not actually point people towards the. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's the, you know the whole thing is I guess like that Walpole Wilderness area is feels like there's not a lot there, mm. and yet actually there is yeah you dig deeper and like you arrive at say like when i did mount Clare, mm. i was like oh hang on there's a sign here and there's all these walk trails where's that information in town or on the internet or anything it's just it wasn't yeah. there um so then with a still quite a, a lot of the day left i decided i'd go out to fernfoot hook falls and originally i was just gonna sh- uh, stay on the rocks and just shoot the falls with my my camera and my tripod but there's actually like a little one kilometer loop you can do around the campsite. So, yep. Why not? I'll write that up for the website. <laughs> <laughs> I cycled a bit of that loop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's quite nice. Like from the falls, um, that little lookout, and then you go down. There's that pool. That's actually a really, really nice area. I enjoyed mm. that. 
Um, so yeah, coming soon to the website is Fernhook Falls, even though it's not an official walk trail. Yep. And then I decided I'd go do Giant Tingle Tree because the photos I had from that visit weren't very good, and then they're also the ones I deleted accidentally. Uh. <laughs> so I did that, um, yeah. and then the storms actually finally arrived. It was like three three thirty, so it was thunder and lightning nearby while I was doing it, which added a bit of a, a cool effect. And then my final hike for the day, because um, I was going to go camp at Mount Clare campsite. Um, but then as I was, I thought I'd just do deep river while I'm here. It's only 5Ks. Got halfway there. So the bottom of the hill going back up towards the car, it started to pour. <laughs> and it was getting dark by that stage. So by the time I got to my car, I was drenched. It was still raining, probably going to rain all night. I was just like, oh, I can't go back to the the hostel because that was fully booked for the night. So I did something naughty and I just stealth camped in the little picnic area at Mount Clare because mm. um, I didn't want to walk a kilometre in the rain with all my gear, which I hadn't <laughs> packed up properly anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apologies to the German hiker who was staying at Mount Clare because I passed him and I was like, I'll be back in an hour with all my gear. <laughs> <laughs> really thought you died. Or yeah. Something. So I'm hoping he didn't go wandering out looking for me. <laughs> but I felt bad because I would have been able to like share some chocolate and some wine with him, but. Yeah, the endos didn't make it. Was, was he doing a Bibbleman sectional or end to end? He was doing an end to end. That's cool. Yeah, um, that's one yeah. of the things I really I think I miss about the bib is meeting people from all over the world who are doing mm. you know these this hike as a as an end to end. Yeah, um, so I end up it did rain all night and I managed to get my tent up in the rain, which was quite a, a good effort because it was the first time with my new tent. Yep, um, doing that. So I now know how to do it. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so moving on from Walpole, up early, um, breakfast at the new cafe, which I'm struggling to think of. I think it's Harvest Cafe. It's the one that looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very un-Walpole-like. It's very Fremantle. Yeah. (laughs) It's um, polished concrete, woods. It's very modern as opposed to Walpole, which kind of just feels like a 90s holiday town, which is... I yeah. like that vibe. I mean, it even says Tourist Bureau on the building, yeah, which is cool. I like I love that Tourist Bureau. I always stop in and chat to Mike, the guy who volunteers there. He's pretty right. cool. Um, so, yeah, and then on to do a couple of walks that, again, one I hadn't done and the other one I deleted. So I did Harewood Forest, which you also did in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's a nice, easy, short little loop. Yeah, loop. Uh, not, not really. It's not really a loop, yeah. Did you do the loop? Did you do the Naughty Creek crossing? Yes, <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't uh, keep going. But okay. yes, it is. You know, you can see that people do it as a yeah. loop. Yeah, um, but the creek was a bit, bit too high for me to do that. And I was <laughs> right. in my uh, casual shoes, which was not good because it was muddy and slippery. Um, but yeah, that's a cool one. That was nice to do in the morning because all the birds were chirping and it, it felt really cool. And then on to Mount Lindsay, which. I'd rushed the previous time I'd done it because it was late in the afternoon and I wanted to get to the summit by sunset. But doing it now was just... Oh, I took forever to get to the top because I was just stopping for wildflowers and different views. And it just felt like a different hike. Like yeah. I didn't actually remember anything up to the granite. And I was surprised at how good it was going through the forest. Mm. And because you were late, 
you didn't end up getting to Albany at a time when you were going to get to Albany. No, I wasn't actually late. It, do you know what it was? It was the, the spider orchid picture on the information board. Like I got to the top and I was really like, really looking out for these spider orchids, like scanning the trail, checking behind everything. Didn't see anything on the way up. I was like, damn, I really want to see these. So I know they're in, in bloom at the moment. Yeah. So I spent the entire, like I spent longer probably going down than I did going up. <laughs> and then like two kilometers to go out of the corner of my eye, like three, four meters off the trail, I just see this familiar shape. I'm like, there they are. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be late. <laughs> so what I, were you late for? I was late getting into Albany because I was meant to meet Donovan as he finished his Mundabitty end to end. <laughs> and I felt bad. And I got roadworks on the way um, in as well. And I was like, come on, I just want to get there and messaging yep. you a bit naughty as well. Um, like, I'm 20 minutes away, I'm 20 minutes away. But we did end up catching up. You were outside the... Um, tourist bureau <laughs> <laughs> yep. in the center of Albany so we had a, a drink at the the hotel there yeah across the road so yeah it was good it was good to have you know I know you weren't there at the very end but yeah. neither was Alyssa oh, because okay. she was like oh I'll get there in time you, you know and then she was late so I got there and I was like where is everyone because <laughs> I was messaging you during the day and you're like I'm here and I'm like oh he's really motoring all that day yeah I mean I smashed out that day because I think that that's the other thing is that I got there much earlier than I than I thought mm. um, because that day was quite easy even though it was like 70k's so it's not my fault in the end you got there early yeah. I feel as bad now that Alyssa wasn't there yeah Alyssa wasn't there I was like where are you <laughs> um yeah so I guess we'll talk about that when we finish the, the <laughs> series but that's a bit anticlimactic yeah but I mean I felt it felt good though you know it still felt nice to finish it and it was good that you were there like you and you and Alyssa yeah. you know we could go get a drink afterwards and that mm. felt celebratory is there like a Mundabitty equivalent of ringing the bell well, the the centre was closed, the Tourist Bureau. Really? Wasn't it a Sunday? It was a Sunday. They're not oh open on a God. Sunday. Albany is so bad. Yeah, cl- Albany yeah. closed Sunday, yeah. you know? So I couldn't even sign out, mm. you know? like So that they don't even get official stats that, you know, a person finished their yeah. end-to-end on that day. And that was the start of the school holidays, too, that That's weekend. Right. Yep. Jeez. So, yes, yeah. Albany closed Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but moving on, you had more hikes you did i think you did you redid some of the the old classics in the area and did some new ones that we both not gotten around to so this is unfinished business in albany so i actually booked this not too late but late for travel restrictions and school holidays in that there was only four airbnbs available like a month or two out from when i was planned there but i got a really cool place like right just one street parallel to the the main street so i use that as a base um what did i do first so i did mount martin which i kind of didn't actually expect to be any good but apart from one glaring issue um it's a really really nice walk like Mm. equivalent to probably actually better than the mount clarence mount adelaide walks because you get that view from there's like a tower lookout you can walk up and you get the view looking towards Bald Head, the harbour, but you get the town, like more of the town in the shot. Mm. And it looks really, really cool. Were there a lot of flies and uh, lizards? No, there were lizards, not too many flies, but 
what you know you... that Alyssa and I did this walk and gave up because... No? Uh, yeah, we, so we started halfway. Ah. And Alyssa was complaining so much about the flies. And normally I'm like, we'll just press on, we'll press on. I'm yeah. just like, okay, we'll stop. Okay. Well, I know why there's lots of flies there because the city of Albany being so very smart have put their tip at the bottom of Mount Melville. You're kidding me. No. So I started <laughs> um, like away near the suburbs. I was like, what's that smell? Like it's not... And I thought at the start because... So I'd seen a review saying the locals don't pick up after their dogs. I was like, no, 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 I know that smell. <laughs> it's not that. And then I, I, like, I clued on. I was like, that's rubbish. That's a bin that's been in the sun for too long. But I was like, there'll be no bins here. And then you round the corner, you're like, oh, there's a tip there. Great. And it's not on Google Maps, I don't think. And then like for the last little, the, for the first section where I start and then the end, you can just smell it and then there's actually a bit where you walk next to it and can see it. It's like Albany is an old town. Why does the tip need to be there? They've cleared yeah. so much land around Albany. Yeah. Why there? Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, just go buy half a, a sheep farm and just convert that to a tip. It's, yeah. It kind of ruins the hike a little bit. But if you stick to, like, the main lookout area and I think there's a summit walk you can do, you'll be fine. But for the longer walk, it's just baffling that they left it there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, great views. And if you get the right wind conditions, um, it shouldn't affect you. Too except, except for the smell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then another walk I really want to tick off was Lake Seppings. So I'd actually stayed that area around Middleton Beach. I'd stayed there as a kid a few times and I really enjoyed it when the Esplanade Hotel was there. Yeah, me too. But we'd never actually gone to Lake Seppings. It's literally a five, ten minute walk from that area. Um, and it's just a, a lake that they're kind of rehabilitating and it's amazing for bird life. Um, so it's a I think it's a three kilometer loop around and there's mm. a little um, bird hide halfway through and it's just really really cool like i enjoy just watching for birds and there's like that's all you're doing mm. um but yeah it's really cool and you still get to see it, like the views of mount adelaide and mount clarence it just kind of feels very albany mm. um but a diff different experience from the granite and the beaches and everything else and then what did i do oh the next day so I really wanted to go out to the pronger ups and I thought, why not try and do Bluff Knoll at sunrise instead of just doing Bluff Knoll? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I woke up early, actually woke up and got into the car and drove out there. I was probably a little bit late for if it was actually sunrise. Got there and it's cloudy, it's misty, foggy, in the dark, it's cold. And you can see, like, the car park was almost full. You could see, like, lights on the trail going up. Ended up catching quite a few people on the way up and then got to the summit, still foggy. I was kind of like, you know that rocky section where there's information boards? I got to there, yeah. I was like, I'm here, I may as well go. If there's nothing there, meh. And if you've seen my Facebook page, you probably know where this is going. Yeah. But got to the top and there was a 10 or 15 minute window where everything just cleared. And I got the waves rolling over the Stirling Ridge Walk off towards Ellen's Peak and the the arrows. And it was probably one of the most amazing things I've done in 2020. Mm. And there was two other girls there that kind of at the same time I'd caught up to them and they were amazed and it was just epic. Mm. Um, 
and then all of a sudden it just went back to being foggy yeah. and <laughs> clouded over and there was all these people that I'd passed on the way up you saw them slowly arrive at the summit and they're just like waiting around in the cold yeah which I felt bad because like a few groups had kids and mm. they probably would have been dragged up there for nothing and there was actually a couple that had got to the summit really early and turned around and gone back thinking it wasn't going to happen mm. and then they came back and it was still foggy oh no and i was like yeah. showing the guy my pictures and he's like oh wow i was like good luck knowing that it probably wasn't yeah. going to clear up that's the problem you know the weather's so unpredictable up there you just never mm. know what you're going to get I know, but it was so amazing for that 10 or 15 minutes. Um, mm. And I stupidly had my camera on the wrong settings. I had my ISO sensitivity way too high. Yeah. I should have had that at the lower. So it's like you don't really notice on the small scale, but I can notice when I zoom in, it's really grainy. I noticed after you said to me, you said, ah, oh, damn it, I set it to the wrong setting. And I looked mm. at it and went like, oh, yeah, I see what you mean because it's yeah. a bit grainy. Um but still looks amazing. I know. You know? And I'll have that issue on the Cape to Cape as well because, like, I think it was around Hamlin. I went out after around sunset to get some photos, but the light was so low that I had to shove the ISO way up. Mm. And then I forgot to put it back for the Right. So that the... was the cause. No, no, no. Or... So this was. So the next day, um, the start of the next day on the Cape to Cape, it's, a little, it's the same thing, but. I think all throughout this trip, I was kind of a bit cautious on my ISO and I bumped it up higher than I probably should, mm. uh, mainly because with wildflowers, you need that. And being in the wind as I was for most of this trip, you need the fast shutter speed. So yeah. that's the only thing I don't control. I control the aperture and the ISO on the camera, but the shutter speed, I need that to be quick. Mm. And I don't have the time to control all three yeah. at the same time. I had a, um, a similar problem which was I photographed like a, a creek flowing once mm. and then I spent the rest of the day and it wasn't like a really super slow shutter speed, but it was slow enough. And yep. um, this was, this was on Tongariro in, in New Zealand oh, okay, yeah. and the rest of the day I had, you know, photos that I just had to throw away because mm. sometimes I was steady enough that I got it stable. Yeah. But you got to remember the camera settings. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had that as well. Leaving Whitehorse Hills. Yeah shove the the shutter speed lower oh sorry yeah so slower so i could capture the the sun rays through the trees in the morning and yep. i spent i think it was the first 80 photos were on that shutter speed and yeah, <laughs> some of them you get but then some you're just like oh no <laughs> delete 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 <laughs> yeah and it wasn't until i like looked at a picture i was like oh hang on they're not good <laughs> um so yeah that was cool and there's actually weird going back down. I was talking to the two girls all the way down, and it was actually colder going down um, for some unknown reason. It wasn't because I was running and the wind was high, but I think because I'd sweated all the way up mm. um, going down, you're not really working as hard. But yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of compared it to like the Tour de France cyclists where on the descents they like get newspaper and like shove it down <laughs> their jerseys, but yep. I didn't have any newspaper. Um, and then Bluff Knoll Cafe was shut for some reason. Like everything in Albany was shut. And same on the Cape to Cape. Like it was just weird. Like cafes were just randomly closed. And, you know, the numbers in the Cape to Cape this year were crazy. You mm -hmm. know, everyone we spoke to said, you know, like the numbers at, at like Moses Rock yeah. were like, like triple what yeah, you'd expect. So, yeah, the, the main cafe on the beach in Yelling Up was shut and the kiosk at Hamlin Bay was shut crazy i know um 
so yeah so I didn't have any breakfast so I stopped in at the Prongerops cafe and I was like do you have anything vegetarian and she's like oh oh <laughs> you won't like our menu and she's like oh we've got an avocado and some sun-dried tomatoes I was like I'll just take a coffee <laughs> um, but I actually need some information because I didn't have any phone reception um, there's a nature reserve called Twin Creeks out there Okay. And it's literally just flat land and they've done like a few walks, but all they are are literal squares that you can do around these full drive tracks and you probably wouldn't enjoy it because... Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't sound like something I would like. No, the walking is terrible as in <laughs> the design of the trails, but the wildflowers were amazing. Mm. Um just all different varieties. I'm sure if you're actually allowed to walk into the vegetated areas, it'd be even better, mm. but you don't. But then on one section, you walk along the edge of a farm and all you can see in the distance is the outline of the Stirling Range. And that was really cool, although mm. it lasted way too long. <laughs> um, so I spent a good few hours wandering around there, um, got myself lost. I don't know how, I just missed a turn and end up doing more than I expected. But that was cool. I'm looking forward to editing up the photos. It'll just be all wildflowers and yeah. then sterling range. Views. So I guess with that, I mean, something that people, I guess, we've talked about recently is that we have, a bit, I guess, a bit of a difference of how we appreciate wildflowers. Yes. And that I'm still perplexed. You were like, <laughs> what? You, you, were, you were just like, I love the, the, you know, the image of the dog that you sent me of like the like dog just sort of like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> but, you know, I'm very much a, a big picture person. So like I look at it and I, you know, like I love Fitzgerald River for the reason that you can just see a sea of everything. Mm. Um, but I dislike having to look for like, you know, if, if it was like a rare orchid in an area that was all burnt jarrah, mm. I would be displeased with that. <laughs> but you would not be displeased by that. No, you, you love hunting for that small detail. Because yeah. um, one thing I like doing is once I've written my post on a walk that you've done, I'll go back and read your post. Yep. And I read your first two days of the Cape to Cape. I was like, September when you did it, a message like, were there not any wildflowers? <laughs> <or anything?" laughs> like, I didn't care. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I know you appreciate some wildflowers, but like, no close up shots. I was like, what's going on? And you explained your view. I was like, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there are bits of the Cape to Cape where I really liked because of the whole garden feel. Like, I really enjoy. I guess I like the feeling of like an area being quite tidy looking, mm. um, which sometimes the coastal heath, it just naturally forms this very tidy garden look. Yeah, especially around the granite where you've got like little pockets where it can only grow there. Yeah. And it just somehow doesn't grow too much. It just looks like a manicured garden, yeah. Um, and I guess the same could be said of like somewhere like Bald Head. You know, like Bald Head often has these little wildflower gardens and I just love it because... It looks like it's been landscaped, mm. but it isn't. And that's, that, to me, is a really fantastic thing when it can just occur naturally. Yeah. 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 So you won't enjoy Twin Creeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cross that off. I was like, oh, I never heard yeah. of this walk. So I actually want to go back because I didn't do everything. There's like a swampy area near the Twin Creeks I didn't get to. Um, so I ended up doing a couple of the loops plus the bigger one around the Jarra and the Wandu. I think it was one do. But anyway, it's a really cool area. But in terms of conservation, I have no idea what they're doing there because it, like, there's dieback stations at like intervals. 
But every time I opened them, there was like a brush that barely had any bristles on. <laughs> I was like, I'd sprayed my shoes with meso before I came out. That's infinitely better than what you have out there. Yeah. And one of the boxes I opened and it was just flooded with ants. I was like, what have you put in there? So like it's meant to be a scientific refuge where they can study and learn and everything, but I'm not sure how well it actually gets looked after. Um, so yeah, if you're there, bring your own methylated spirits and spray okay. your boots. Um, so then I had like a lazy afternoon because it was kind of a, a big day from there. And then it was the, the big one that I'd really come to Albany for. Um, so this was the day I'd kind of shifted things around because this was going to be the best weather that I got in Albany. And it was a beautiful sunny day and I went out to Two People's Bay to start with, which um, you have done and this is one of the main reasons I wanted to do it because your photos looked amazing mm. and I just wanted to get that in sunny weather. Um, so that was fantastic. Um, wasn't actually meant to do that because apparently the trail was closed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but because the way I did it, I did it not how they recommend the loop near the visitor center. Oh, so you got to a point and be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I went the to the water first and that seaweedy bit. Okay. And then up to the lookout and then across to um, the Little Beach. I think it's Little Beach. Yeah, Little yeah. Beach. Um, so I got to the end of Little Beach and that boardwalk section and there's like a track closed sign and I was like good Parks and Wildlife have put the sign on one end and not the other like they did with the <laughs> Wilman Billiard yep. but yeah there was actually another sign at the the bit of the loop I'd not done near the visitor centre um, but it wasn't too bad the only thing was the storm damage to the boardwalks had flipped a few over and okay, it wasn't dangerous at all especially that day because it wasn't windy at all yeah but yeah, Little Beach is amazing. Yeah, it's a beautiful beach, and that that like granite outcrop there with yeah. like the, the passageway in the middle as well is just it's um, a little beauty spot. Yeah, and then on to Waterfall Beach and Waterfall Bay. Mm. Um, so I think in your post you wrote, I "Don't understand why it's Waterfall Bay." Well, I I think there was something flowing, but it wasn't very much. Whereas when you were there, like it's it was like you showed flowing. me a photo. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I got to the end and I went and explored the headland a bit further on, and I was doubling back. And I was like, oh, I can sort of see where a creek comes. There was like a waterline on the beach, and I was like, oh, that's a terrible waterfall. I agree with Donovan. <laughs> and then because I'd skipped it on the way there because there was a family around the waterfall okay i didn't want to like go and you know interrupt them but they'd left by then so i was like oh here's the waterfall and it, you could actually climb up quite a fair way yeah at the different levels and it was, it was quite cool to explore that, that i area. mean i think i did it in autumn so you know yeah there's only so much you're going to see at that time of year yeah um and the area is just fantastically amazing like it's a nature reserve um Although I'm baffled because you reach a point driving in and it says Two People's Bay Nature Reserve and you pass that and the sheep farms either side. I was like, how did you let this happen? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they managed to save that area in the 60s from being a township because there's yeah. some endangered birds there. That. But that was that was the thing, wasn't it? They found some uh, marsupials that they didn't expect existed anymore. Yeah. And then it went, oh, we can't build something here yeah i think there's some flightless birds there as well okay um yeah so there's an area that yeah no access to the public and they've trapped quite a few marsupials over the years so it's nice to know that they have at least a pocket mm. there 
yeah, that area where they've closed it off looks really good for hiking. Yeah. But, you know, we can't always have everything. No, no. You know? Um, but yeah, it was really cool. It was really popular as well. Um, when I got to Little Beach, it was, you know, packed with tourists, as you'd expect on a, a school holidays weekday. And then from there, went to Mount Martin, which is a place we've both wanted to hike. You've hiked there half of it. Mm-hmm. And then I've always had my trips thwarted when I went out there. But this is an amazing spot. It's meant to be a botanical reserve. And I got to the... There's a dieback washing station for your mm. feet. And I spotted down below a cowslip orchid. I was like, I won't take a photo of that because, you know, I'll see plenty more along the way. And then from there onwards, I did not see a single orchid. It was just weird. I was like, this is a botanical reserve. But, like, it makes up for it because you get a lot of the, the showy dryandra and the Albany Bankshire, I think it's called. Okay. Um, yeah, really cool, really hilly as well. And this is the, the place of the Queen of Sheba orchid, which, again, I was really looking out for. But then afterwards, I think I'd missed the, the blooming period. I think it's right. a winter orchid. Because I was kind of, you know, that... DBCA destroyed a whole lot of where yes. they were yep. and that kind of gave me a clue as to where it might be because it has to be in an area where they could be idiots with their bobcats and whatnot and just run over and there's full drive section so I was kind of like it has to be here yep. and they don't tell you like the botanical people don't tell you where they are so I was just kind of like always looking around <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't spoil the walk but like I was just always super aware of looking for orchids Yep. And annoyingly, um, there's lots of the Patasonia around the purple flag. <laughs> it looks very, very similar. But yeah, no Queen of Sheba for me, but it was cool to tick off that hike and also that quadrant of Albany, which I'd not really explored. Yeah. And also got a bit of a flashback because you get to a point where you can see Emu Point. Mm. And we'd stayed there once as a kid and I'd completely forgotten what it looks like until I saw the point and it just like all flooded back to me like oh my god that's it i remember that spot and like all these images came to mind of that trip so Mm. that was kind of cool awesome yeah and then for my final day i was like i really really want to get bald head in it was my last opportunity and the weather was terrible in the morning it was raining it was super windy in the afternoon but i actually repeated um, my first experience at Bald Head in that it was game one of the NBA finals. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's COVID, game one of the NBA finals was in September. Actually, no, early October. Yeah. Um, whereas I'd done it before in June. So yeah. I got Bald Head in not better weather. It was actually worse weather, but I got all the wildflowers, which nice. is really cool. <laughs> we did, we did re- redid Bald Head this year as well. Mm. Um, the weekend just before the uh, regional closures. Oh, yeah. So Very lucky. It was very lucky, and it also was really nice to do it and not be in the heat of summer. Because <laughs> the last time we did it, I got to a point, I was just like, because it was yeah. so unbelievably hot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, a lot has changed since the first time I hiked it. Um, I got to the car park, and I had to park on the entry road. Oh really? The car park that... was full. Like, right? Like, I don't want to credit my blog post as making it popular because over the years, a lot of the other more popular websites and agencies and the Instagram photos have now 
shot it through the roof, but it is weird. In spite of Trails WA's best efforts to yeah. not to keep it off, you know, like because I've I've had a big sort of bugbear about this <laughs> not being a top trail because the um, the local DBCA office basically said, oh, it's not in good nick. They were worried about people, you know, getting injured or something because of, you know, like, it's a difficulty. But come on, like, the yeah. best... It's one of the best coastal walks in Australia. It is. I actually saw two DBCA officers out there and I wondered if they were surveying the trail because I'd heard from someone, like, as I was just about to do this, that the erosion as you're heading down to Bald Head was worse, like, much worse than when I'd done it and, like, you had... It was bigger than two metres, and I, was, I got there, I was like, no, this is exactly the same as it was before. Yeah. Nothing's really changed. So I hope they're kind of looking at it to see what they can do. Just yeah. Really just that one section. Yeah, and and really, you know what? If if that's all that's keeping it from being a top trail, it's mm. just that little bit where it's quite eroded. Shame on them for not <laughs> fixing it. Yeah. I imagine that on your tombstone, <laughs> Donovan D'Souza... So and so make bald head a top trail. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, someone, uh, someone at Trails WA asked me for some help with something, and I, and I'm gonna write back and say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I actually wonder because I was the one that put that onto Trails WA. I wonder if my original photos, like my terrible original photos, are still up there. They probably are. They probably are. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I get to redo that one as a post because for some reason I took like. 180 photos that first day mm. and like 70% of them were that first section leading up to the limestone ridge where you can look back yeah so it looks like there's this like second third or two thirds of the hike isn't there and that's one of the most amazing parts yeah for sure even though it was super super windy like I got to one of the the platforms there and I was leaning into the wind like if I wanted to stop for a photo, I had to lean quite heavily in the direction of the wind. Otherwise, I'd like literally get blown off my feet. <laughs> um, but I made it, and that was that was really good fun. I just it is one of the best trails in the state for a reason. Yeah, for sure. So that ended Albany, the Albany leg, and then this. From Albany onwards, I was meant to kind of do Fitzgerald River and Ravensthorpe. But the weather turned on me, so the next day it was raining, it was miserable. So I kind of slept in a little bit and packed up my Airbnb and had a bit of a lazy day, did some shopping. Went out to the Stirling Range, I thought, maybe if it's clear. And I got to Mount Hassel, and it was bitterly cold. And as soon as I got to the car park, it started raining again. So I was <laughs> like, nah, maybe not today. Yeah. <laughs> Still got to get to Ravensthorpe and Fitzgerald River, so... Really nice drive, listen to some podcasts. And the original plan was to get to Ravensthorpe and I'd messaged a few people saying, I know there's some good walks around the Ravensthorpe range. Can you just point me in the right direction? And didn't hear back from anyone giving me specific information. And I arrived at Ravensthorpe at about three o'clock and luckily the tourist bureau was still open. And the guy in there looked like he was very knowledgeable about walking. So he gave me some pointers, but they're all like, if you drive to this lookout and then you can walk along this vehicle track and there's kind of a track here and then you loop back here, I was just like, yeah, it's late in the day. It's rainy and windy and cold. Like, mm. It's probably not the day to do this. Yeah. So I ended up going to East Mount Barren. Um, it was about four o'clock by the time I got there. Um, still raining, 
I was like, I just kind of want a little bit of mobile reception. So I just hiked to the top just for that. <laughs> so I sat in my car and read a book. And it's, a li- it's a nice hike, though. It's a beautiful yeah. hike. And I'd only ever been there in autumn. So I was mm. keen to see what wildflowers were out. So it eventually stopped raining enough that I could go up there. And it was a nice hike. Um, no one was around, surprisingly. <laughs> Saw some cool wildflowers. Didn't get mobile reception. So that was kind of not a wasted trip, but it was... It's kind of a bit of a, a down mellow day for me. Um, mm. But then I got to the campsite and that was actually quite full down at Four Mile Beach. Yep. Um, lots of kids riding their bikes around and campers set up and whatnot. So that was kind of not a wasted day, but like a, a bit of an off day um, mm. weather-wise. And I really only planned to stay there a night. So next day I was on to Cape Legrand mm-hmm. and on the way stopped in at Stokes Inlet which is a really cool spot. Like it's a little bit off the main highway into Esperance, but really worth stopping just mm. to do the the five kilometer it's a bit walk of a, there. A bit of a like lesser known national park, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, if you're into your fishing and your camping there, there's campsites there. You can go and take your boat out into the inlet. Apparently, there's good fishing there, good bird life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the walk is really interesting too. The start of it's not particularly good. Would it be one I would like? Um, you actually would, yeah. You get views of the inlets. Once you are away from the ridge that you go up to for no apparent reason, um, there's big, like, big zamias. Like, these things are probably five to 700 years old. They are huge. Mm. Um, lots of wildflowers. And then, yeah, just views of the inlet. And um, you probably wouldn't enjoy then walking back <laughs> um but walking back i did manage to see orchids that i did not spot the first time so that was fun and then it poured down as i got into the car um which was kind of the theme for the esperance leg of the trip it was just horrible weather um so yeah esperance drove into there and it was still raining and the plan was to do the coastal Legrand. yeah i know and i'm so i am so saddened that you didn't do it yeah so i was just waiting for good weather because i just wanted everything to be sunny and just basically showcase this trail as one of the best in the state and not some miserable gray cloudy Mm. hike that i was gonna regret um so stayed in esperance for a while got myself a, a sausage roll and down by the foreshore and end up just watching game two of the nba finals on my phone <laughs> while i watched all the showers roll through and every time it'd get sunny i was like oh yeah and then 10 minutes later another shower came through mm. eventually got late in the day i'm like i have to get to the campsite so I drove out to cape legrand i had had my campsite booked at lucky bay for a couple of nights mm. and as i was driving in it was still showers but i could see where they were coming from was clear so i was like cool um i'll go do mount legrand yep which is a bit of the coastal trail that you can do, and it's an off-track hike up to the top of Mount Legrand, which is a lot taller than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really, really cool, that hike. Um, all the streams were flowing over the granite, and you get to the point where the coastal trail turns, and you're instead of going left, you go right, and it's literally just straight up. Mm. Um, it's quite steep in places, and I was a little bit worried because it had been raining the whole day that it was going to be slippery. Mm. But I think the granite down there doesn't get as slippery as it does up in the Perth Hills because it's not as wet. 
Yeah, and also I think it's there's a sudden, sudden coarseness to it that's a bit different to yeah. the Perth Hills. So bits that like I would be really wary of in the Perth Hills where it's shiny and black. Yep. Uh, like you could step on it would be okay, mm. um, but there was enough of like the coarse granite that you could easily like it was steep, steep in sections like thirty, thirty-five percent gradient, mm. and you just you could just power up. It was really, really fun. Um, and it kind of feels like a little bit naughty because there's uh, the website of Wildland that did it and they actually camped up the top and got in trouble from the, the yeah. rangers there. And I had that in the back of my mind that like some ranger's going to come and yell at me for doing that. And We didn't camp there. No. So. Um, yeah. So it's not advertised as a walk that you can do, but it's quite easy to do mm. if you've got a good level of fitness and you're aware of where you're meant to be going. Mm. Um so yeah, it was burnt quite badly in the the fires a couple of years ago. So don't go trampling through the non-granite bits. Yep. Just stick to granite, which can actually be quite hard in places trying to pick a, a right line. Mm. But yeah, that was an, an experience I won't forget anytime soon based on the, the day and the weather and my expectations. Yep. Um, so Lucky Bay for the night, it was cold, wet and windy. Like every time I got in my car from Albany onto Esperance, it was 10 to 13 degrees and wind. It was just that kind of weather. Mm. Um, so the next day wasn't quite good enough for the weather either. Um, but one trip I wanted to do was one that you've done out to Cape Arid and the Tagon Coastal yeah. Trail. I think that's a good sort of consolation prize considering you didn't get to do Le Grand. Yeah. Well, this is actually the reason why I didn't get to do Le Grand. <laughs> <laughs> so, beautiful weather. Like, it was raining, like, almost all the way there and then sat in the car and waited for a little bit and then it was just kind of... It was fine weather for most of it mm. and then I got rolling showers come through, which weren't too bad. You just kind of dealt with them and... Yeah. As you'll see in the pictures in maybe December when they get posted, um, yeah, it was sunny or it was really dark. There was kind of no in-between. Mm. And beautiful beaches. Kang- it's quite spectacular out there. It is. It's just It feels like almost the ends of the earth mm. um, because beyond Cape Arid is the Nullarbor and off to South Australia. Like yep. It just feels like that's it. No more civilization. Mm. Yeah, kangaroos on the headland. I bumped into an emu. Like, I rounded a corner. I'm just like, oh, hang on. <laughs> Camera, quick, quick, quick. And it's just kind of there. It was stayed there for quite a while because it was searching for its young young chick. It must have been a male. Luckily, you didn't uh, <laughs> didn't spook it too much. No. Um, that was pretty cool. And then, yeah, finished, finished off at the beach there and then doubled back. And then the weather hit. And I was just expecting, like, a rolling shower. So I got to the end of one of the beaches and I was like, I'll just camp in the, the little thicket bits there. Mm. And I should have put my camera away. It was something that I didn't really think about that would harm it too much because my old camera I'd put through the, the ringer quite a lot and it's mm. come out and it's still, it still works. Even though the sensor is dead. Yeah, even though the sensor for the autofocus is dead. I dealt with that for over a year, fine. <laughs> um but yeah, the new camera that I bought in July just flashed up an error. And I was like, I wasn't too worried at the time. I was like, cool, I'll dry it out in the sun. It'll be fine. But it, it's not fine. <laughs> <laughs> so the drive back to Lucky Bay, I was kind of worried. I kept trying to check it. 
um, all throughout that afternoon and it kept it instead of flashing an error it flashed up that the lens wasn't talking to the body I was like oh I'm kind of getting worried now and then it started taking pictures but without focusing I'm like oh it's getting better maybe it'll write itself and yeah tried again in the morning nothing and it was really bad weather that day as well like showers mm. cold windy so I didn't really want to do the the coastal trail anyway and I'd only got that and Peak Charles to do in the day and I was going to come home anyway. It's a shame though because like our friend Bonnie did yeah, both Peak Charles and said yeah. it was like outstanding. So you missed out on two. I know. And it's the two that out of this leg of the trip I really, really, really wanted to do. Mm. And I was gutted. Like the whole drive home, I was just so sad that I couldn't do it even though it was just one day out of the trip. Yep. But it's a good excuse to uh go back yeah for sure yeah um but yeah my new camera <laughs> all that money for three months because i got the repair bill back on monday and, and it was the cost of a replacement camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so yeah if you've enjoyed the website i have a, a coffee site ko-fi.com slash the life of pie <laughs> if you want to <laughs> show your appreciation for the website Yep. Um, but I'll survive until next hiking season. I'll decide what to do. Um, so, yeah, then I originally was going to do like a weird, I'll go back to Fitzgerald River, then I'll do some stuff around Pemberton because I'd booked in to do the Pemby Trail Fest um, in a few days' time. But I think it was on East Mount Barron. I was like, this is just time filler. I don't really need to do this. So I'll drive home and I was going to surprise Karis. And she she watches the credit card like a hawk because <laughs> she likes to budget everything and see what's happening. Right. So I got to North Bannister and I was like, if I put fuel on the credit card here, it's going to spoil the surprise. <laughs> so I put it on my personal card and then I had to get keys off her anyway. And I got to her work and buzzed it and I hear this like, who's that? <laughs> and this, she could see me in the camera and she's like running out, like literally jumped on me. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun to surprise her, and I had a few days with the dogs. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I, I, rem- I believe that there was a quote-unquote emotional uh, reunion There with was, because <laughs> um, Karis had been speaking to via Messenger and calling her and everything, so I was still connected with her, but the dogs I just put to the back of my mind because I didn't want to think about them too much because I'd miss them. Mm. But I got home, and I literally just sat on the kitchen floor and I like cried for a few minutes <laughs> as Kit barked his, or balked his Aww. little head off for about 15 minutes non-stop and Sadie just brought me all these toys and was like, yeah, coming up for kisses. And it was, it was emotional. <laughs> um, yeah. When, when they die, touch wood, I'm going to be such an emotional wreck. <laughs> that was just two and a half weeks away from them or three weeks actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a few days from home actually enjoying holidays, which I don't normally do. I don't take holidays to do nothing. And then on to the Pemby Trail Fest. Mm. Um, so this was something that Melina had kind of invited me to come down to. Yep. And it's a three-day event in Pemberton, mainly trail running and mountain biking. Um, so I did a night run on the Friday night um, after detouring via Nanup to do the wildflower walk that I didn't do. Sadly, with my old camera, and I forgot how light it was, um, but it still does the job. Um, so night run was fun because I'd actually not done a run since I'd sprained my ankle in March, so I had no idea how I was going to go. But 
did actually okay. I only stopped when everyone else stopped, which is going up some of those hills on the Gloucester route. Do you know where you cross yeah. the bridge? And yeah, there's that steep hill. Yeah, there's a few of those that I kind of walked up. And that was actually my advantage because all the trail runners were kind of using that as a breather. Because I'm like, I know how to walk up hills fast. <laughs> 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 it's the running on the flats that I don't like. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Saturday to repay Molina, um, I was a marshal. So if you were there on near the creek crossing um, or the wading through the creek, um, that was me as a marshal yelling you on. And then I had some time in the afternoon, so I thought I'd go do a walk at Windy Harbour that I'd really wanted to do, which is the Coastal Survivors oh, Walk. awesome. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. That was just epic. So I got there and you start... Well, I started from um, the the Windy Harbour section. Sorry, not the Windy Harbour section. The What's the cape there? Cape Don Tricasto, maybe? Yeah, or maybe. Point Don Tricasto, yeah. say it's that, yeah. Anyway, up on the hill, and I was just like wattle everywhere. So it's a sea of yellow with the trail snaking. You've got the ocean in the background, and it's a really cool walk. You would enjoy it. Um, it kind of got there a bit too late because the, the main limestone cliff, like the big well moment, was really shady and kind of mm. it's not going to show up well in the photos. But that was a cool walk to do. And then if you take a little side tour off that, you get to see the other impressive cliffs um, looking, mm. God, what is that, north or west maybe? I forget. But yeah, really cool limestone cliffs around there. So actually a really cool trail, but again, mm. not advertised at all. Um, lots of kangaroos in the afternoon. That was a bit frightening driving back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, really cool um, drive out there. As I enjoy driving past Mount Chuddlup and through the little carry islands and whatnot. Yeah. And then finish the weekend off with a 5K run around the Pemby Pools mountain bike area out in Pemberton. And how did you go with that? Good, good. Um, I'll say that I came fifth in the 5K, mm-hmm. but I won't mention that that was in my age group for male. Actually, just for males, I was out of six <laughs> um, the 10k seemed to be the more popular for the established runners the 5k was for just the casuals <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that was good fun I'd kind of I'd missed running as a an activity I used mm. to do it in my early 20s and I think I might start doing it again yeah, so yeah Pemby Trail Fest um, it should expand next year I know Melina wants to get us both down there I doubt that I I'm I don't enjoy running at all. Well, no, not to do the running. There'll be mountain biking there. I, I think I she just wants real trail tour there as kind of a, yeah, a fun thing. I think I'd I'd be up for that because I do enjoy um, mountain biking. Um, but yeah, I've never been a runner. Yeah, um, yeah, and then that was it. Cool. Home, catch up with some friends, and then back to work the next day yeah really making the most of the peak of the hiking season I, I know it's one of those things that in spring like and this I considered a short trip and Karis gave me a lot of grief about this oh, you're away for four weeks and I was kind of like this is what I want to do like there's nothing that appeals to me more than just taking a trip down south where the only thing you have to worry about is eating hiking sleeping and mm. getting to your next destination like there's just so much to explore and this was just like a taster of what I could have done yep um, and I, in the end it still felt like I was rushing between places mm. yeah and I did lose 
three and a half kilos I was <laughs> going, which I'm hoping to keep off. So yeah. it's yeah, it's good for your health, good for your weight, good for your your mental health more than anything. I think mm. just to take a break. Awesome. So yeah, this will keep me busy until Christmas. I think. I think you said it a bit further, didn't you? Well, if I do one post a week, that'll take me through to March. And <laughs> yeah. based on these Cape to Cape posts, I'll probably be going through to March. Because <laughs> yeah. I've also got a few other things that I'll be doing between now and Christmas that will mm. also add on to that. Yep. So, yeah. Nice. That was my road trip, and thank you, everyone, for staying to the end. I know listening to just me talking sometimes can be a little <laughs> tiresome. <laughs> Especially I'm telling you how good all my adventures were. <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you can do it, even if you've got like family or people that don't want to hike, is you can just add in, like instead of hiking, you can go to wineries or lookouts and yeah, do cool stuff like that. And I think, you know, at the moment, you know, when this is recorded, we're still stuck behind the, the curtain of the island within the island. Mm. So... You know, it really is a case of, you know, hashtag wander over yonder, yep. <laughs> whatever the... Uh, wander know, out yonder. Wander out yonder. the cool kids say. Which I think is a terrible slogan, but whatever. Yeah, I prefer just another day in WA. Yeah, I it's like more it casual. too. Yeah. Because and the wonder thing just reminds me of Wanderlust, like fake Instagram stuff. Yeah, hashtag Wanderlust, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, thank you, Mark, for telling us about your adventure. It was a lot of fun. You know, I really enjoyed hearing about it and, um, you know, it makes me want to go out and <laughs> just explore the Southwest again. Yeah. Well, you yeah. should. Well, I, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the Southwest yeah. this year. <laughs> you should, yeah. But, you know, like, that's the thing is, I as much as I'm really glad that I finished the Mundabiddy, um, watching a lot of people, you know, have left their end to end till October... I felt this, like, the urge mm. of, like, oh, I want to be out there again. Um, which is a good thing, I think. You know, like, it's a, it's a good feeling. Yeah. I mean, even after I came back from this trip, you see everyone doing their Cape to Capes and other stuff. You're like, I want to be out there. It's like, you were just out there for four weeks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous because there's, there's no FOMO. You didn't miss out on anything. Yeah. But you feel that, and that's that's a good thing. Mm. You know, I think it's it's nice to feel that you want to be out there in WA and doing more things. Yeah. I think even with the, the border closures still in place, I think there's still so much more. Like we're talking today, like I kind of put the bones together of a Mundabidi end to end that maybe mm. will happen in spring next year. And like I've still got to travel up the Coral Coast and like the Northwest is still a lot of destinations I could go to. Even the Southwest, like I've still got a long list of Perth and Southwest hikes I want to do. Yeah. And it's just like you could go on for couple of years in WA and still not see a fraction of what's out there yeah for sure mm. so hopefully we'll have plenty more things to talk about about WA on the podcast um, if we can't leave the exactly. state next year exactly <laughs> yeah so thank you Mark for telling us all about your adventure it was a really good listen yeah well it's been a while since we actually did one of these so it's yeah. nice to, to get back into the routine definitely for sure and um, we'll be back again with some more of the Mundabiddy as we slowly get through to the end of my adventure on that one. Yeah. But until then, if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode of Real Trail Talk, then please rate us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on. Ratings really help for us to reach an audience and for people who maybe are looking to learn about the outdoors in Western Australia and Australia in general. 
If you had any questions or any suggestions for future episodes, uh, you can email us at realtrailtalk@gmail.com, or you can contact us through our social media channels. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks.